Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Team Donico, Helping Pets and Their People. I'm Marilyn Milano, hosting today, and I am always excited to see what we've got in store. So we are going to hear briefly from our president of the board of directors, and that's Marty Casey. And then we have a wonderful guest scheduled for today, and it is Sherry Trusheim who is the founder of Urban Animal. We're gonna learn about how she got involved with that, what started it, what it's doing now, and we're gonna be learning about how this is all working together to help Doni Co's efforts. So um, if we uh, just take a tiny little break, I will be back to talk with Marty briefly and then with Sherry. So do stay tuned with this. And I just want you to keep one thing in mind that I always try to talk about. When you see that homeless person or person that looks like they're down on their luck walking around with their animal and you ask yourself, what help is there for them? What happens if they get sick? This is what Team Donico is all about. They are helping unhoused and low-income people take care of their pets. And in taking care of their pets, they are also taking care of these people. So there's lots more that we can talk about. There's stuff on the website. Um, there's a, a wealth of information. But just keep that in mind because that's what this is all about. I'm Marilyn Milano. We'll be back in just a moment. Doni Co. Pet Clinic provides comprehensive care for the animals of people in need. Funded by donations and powered by volunteers, Doni Co. Pet Clinic keeps overhead to a minimum to ensure healing is at a maximum. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Doni Co. make a difference in the lives of pets and their people. Volunteer or donate today. Doni Co. Pet Clinic. Log on to donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E. All right, welcome back, everyone. We are going to hear first from our president of the board of directors of Donico, and that's Marty Casey. She always has wonderful insights to share and probably some updates. So, Marty, first of all, welcome. Thank you, as always, for your time. And I can't wait to hear what you're going to update us about today. Well, I don't know if I have as many updates. It's always good to be here, but we are getting very close to our opening date and increasing access to veterinarian services for so many animals. And it's so exciting. So right now I, I kind of feel like I'm drinking from a fire hose, but I'm wow. so excited. And I guess I did want to take a moment to really say thank you so much to all the people that are helping us along, along the way. And especially our donors who have, um, been so supportive of us and so loyal to us. And I'm just so grateful because we are going to have so many great stories to share with them. But most importantly, we're going to be able to talk to them about how many animals have had life-changing care and sometimes life-saving care. So a lot of our new project would not be possible without our guest today. So I'm also very excited to introduce you to her. Um, she is the um, as Marilyn mentioned, the founder of Urban Animal. And I don't really need to say a lot else because uh, I think she'll tell you everything and we're definitely going to have her back. So I, she probably will leave you wanting to know more. Of course, because you know what? When people are doing great things, there are always wonderful stories and there's interest in how people got to where they are and, and why they're helping and why this organization. So I'm really excited to hear myself. That's one of the things I totally enjoy about uh, talking to your guests, Marty, is just really learning their stories and how they all tie in with Donico and uh, 
and make wonderful things possible. So again, congratulations to you and the team. Thank you to all the donors. Just another reminder, we have for Donico, there are some large, wonderful, amazing donors, but you know what? If you can only donate a little bit, it all adds up. So if you feel like this is something that touches your heart and you're going, ah, I don't have a big check to write, write a small one or donate on the website. And it's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org, Donico.org. Um, so keep that in mind. And again, you are so right, Marty, without the people who contribute and help donating time and money and supplies, um, great things don't happen, or at least they don't happen as quickly. So it's really exciting. Yes. And yes. Looking so, forward to it. Yep. So what we're going to do is take a very short pause and come back with Sherry Trusheim, the founder of Urban Animal, and learn more about her story, what's been going on, how she got involved. And as Marty indicated, she probably has some amazing stories that we'll need to bring her back to finish. So um, can't wait to get started. We'll take a short pause and be back with our guest, Sherry Trusheim, in just a moment. I'm Marilyn Milano, your host, uh, and this is Team Donico, helping pets and their people. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Okay, we are back with our guest du jour and an impressive and interesting guest. I am sure this will be. So welcome, Sherry Trusheim. Thank you for taking time out of what I'm sure is a, a busy week uh, to join us today. Of course. Glad to be here. Yep. So uh, since a lot of people who are listening might not even know what Urban Animal is and probably don't know you, um, I'd love to hear just a little bit about your background and how it led you to open Urban Animal, and then kind of a description of what Urban Animal is, the vision that you had for it, what it is now, um, and uh, uh, and then I, I understand that some things in your previous background also helped make it a success for you, so I'd love to have you tie that in as well if you can. Sure. Uh, so Urban Animal is a uh... Uh, Seattle-based group of veterinary practices uh, owned by myself. We have three practices now and about 105 employees. We started about a decade ago with myself um, having been a practicing veterinarian for about 15 years. And honestly, most of those years spent in referral and emergency medicine. So when you have to go to that 24-hour place when your pet is really sick, yes. uh, sometimes the worst has happened working in that environment. And it, it was an incredibly rewarding job, really challenging, but I became sort of overwhelmed by the, the, the struggle and the cost and just how expensive. And it felt as though the only people we could really help were people who had significant means. And that just stopped resonating. And so I said, well, what if we did it different? What if you took a bunch of very talented folks that do this all the time and put them into a model where they just helped whoever came to the door in the most efficient fashion that they could and helped all pets, whether they just need to be vaccinated or whether they were really sick or needed emergency surgery. And what if you just saw as many patients as you could and you weeded out all the 
the waste and, and you just practice what we term smart and sensible. In other words, you don't do a bunch of things you don't need to do, but you have talented folks that can act when needed. And, and also just really candid conversations. In other words, sometimes just because you can do things and they're medically available, that may not be the right situation for that pet or that owner. And sort of getting outside of the norm of just recommending gold standard and pushing that is sort of where I felt our industry was going. I really wanted to to dial that back and meet the client and the pet where they were. Yes. And it was overwhelmingly successful. We have grown like gangbusters. We pretty much operate just a walk-in services model. And so we do urgent care. We, you know, everybody's opening urgent care veterinary practices right now. We've been doing it for 10 years and we do it alongside happy, healthy, new puppies and kittens, which is sort of helps balance, you know, the compassion fatigue and just the drain and emotional, you know, drag that the job can have sometimes. So it sort of created this balance and community minded to try to help as many people as we could and keeping our prices affordable. I think that's so important. I mean, I personally just experienced losing a pet after a, a six days in and out of emergency to congestive heart failure. It was devastating. Uh, yeah. Um, I lost one six months before that after dealing with um, Cushing's for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Now I was able to take care of them, but I have other friends that if one thing were to come up, even for a few hundred dollars, it would make a huge difference. And yeah. what we've been finding, and we talked about a little bit on this show, uh, so many of the emergency care places, they'll now tell you, you have to wait six hours, you know, oh. in the car. And so you're saying that people can simply walk in, uh, whether it is a small, uh, a small treatment or a major thing, they can walk in and be seen. Yes. Well, and the last two years have made that challenging. For a period of time, we weren't walk-in. We're back to our walk-in model. We, just like the ERs and just like every practice in town, is struggling to meet the demand. So we do still have long wait times. Um, it, it is not easy to see any veterinarian anywhere right now. So I would definitely not say just walk in and we can help you because that would be misleading. But okay. we've we've really put our focus on trying to keep care affordable and trying to create option-based care for folks. And one of the things I always wanted was a quote-unquote nonprofit arm of Urban Animal with the idea that we help everyone, right? Where the community's veterinarian is was sort of our goal. And, you know, as as years rolled on, I think the conclusion we came to is, you know, we don't need to reinvent something. We just need to find someone, something, an organization like Donico Pet Clinic that's been doing it for 30 years and create a partnership and, you know, work with them. Because the reality is it's hard to find veterinary employees right now. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. And, and so to find veterinary professionals who have it in them to volunteer time, I think is very challenging. So what if we could create a situation where veterinary professionals as part of their regular work week could give time to the less fortunate folks and their pets that need care. And I think that sort of for us helps to create, you know, the most desirable workspace and the best way to be a veterinary professional. And that's when you can help all pets and not just pets that come from people who have more. 
I think that's so important. And that's why I was so impressed with the whole Doni Co model. You know, it's interesting yeah. because I've been a pet parent for over 40 years and I've lived in the area for a long time. But up until four or five years ago, I'd not heard of Doni Co. So the first thing I thought is there's a lot of upside here to spread the word because there's so many people that don't know. And the more people that don't know that learn about what's going on, the more people will be willing to help. Yes. And uh, that's going to help the donor base. So you alluded to this, but, you know, it, it, and you've been doing this, what, about 10 years now? Yeah, Urban Animal. Yep. It'll be 10 years in October. Wow. So well, congratulations. But things Thank have you. changed. Obviously, the pandemic was a big deal. But overall, how has the business changed in the past 10 years? Well, it has got it has become increasingly challenging to keep our prices quote unquote affordable. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, the cost of everything is rising wages, which honestly I love like upward mobility is a good thing, but trying to figure out, you know, how to balance it all has, has been a struggle and, mm -hmm. you know, our challenge to keep pricing affordable. So this partnership with Doni Co just allows us to bring back some of that providing care to everyone, regardless of means. And, you know, currently I think we're meeting two ends of the spectrum and what we've got to figure out is how to get the middle too. That's very true because I've heard it said, and I mean, I'm involved in a lot of dog groups on Facebook and, you know, different, I, I volunteer at the animal shelter with the grief group and so on. So I talk to a lot of dog people and pet people. And one of the things that I hear a lot is, you know, if you're really down on your luck, there's help available. And if you have enough means you're fine. But if you're in the middle, sometimes it's just so hard and it's hard on every level. So, I mean, kudos to you for acknowledging that and working, you know, to make that a reality and make it accessible for all people, because our pets are our family. Um, they mean so much to us. And it's just so important to be able to give them the best care we provide. Nothing is more heartbreaking than hearing someone talk about not being able to provide care for their pets. So I did want to ask you, um, it's like, when exactly and how did you become involved with Donico? You, you said you were looking for a group to partner with. So yeah. um, how did that happen? I mean, I think we opened in October and we started, it was back when Donico was still accepting food drives. So we did a food drive right out of the gates for Donico. So from the moment we opened our doors, we wanted to be involved. And uh, that has progressed to trying to do many of the Doni Co pet clinic referrals. So patients that need surgery or need extensive dental work, we've tried to get as many of those in as we could. The pandemic certainly kind of waylaid that a bit for everyone. But um, so we've, we've tried to be involved and tried to help as much as we could. During the pandemic, we actually used to be open seven days a week. We shut down on weekends for multiple reasons, um, but then we knew we had a perfectly good veterinary practice in White Center sitting empty on Saturdays. So we said, "Hey, Donico, run your Saturday clinics out of you know out of an empty practice." And so we've been doing that for oh, I don't know how long, several months now, and um, that's been going well. And now this new this new partnership opportunity came up, and it took me two seconds to say yes. <laughs> this, this is a great plan. I, I'm so happy to hear that. And I, I really think it bodes so well for the future and for pets and their people. So uh, just a couple of more questions. Again, I can never believe how fast these conversations yeah. go. But what would you say the biggest challenge is that you're facing at Urban Animal right now? And then the second part of that question is, can Donico's partnership help with that? Yes. I, our biggest challenge right now is 
creating sustainable jobs for veterinary professionals. And, you know, sustainability gets created, yes, both by, you know, your income and what you make at your job and your salaries and wages, but it also comes from just job satisfaction. And I think most of us become veterinary professionals to help all pets. And we don't want to feel as though we can only help pets and our services and talents are only available to those with resources. And so our challenge is attracting great talent and keeping them happy in a job that has a very, very high emotional burnout rate. And while, while pet parents have been unable to receive services, which is, you know, quite frankly, been the case through COVID, you know, their emotions have risen and it has just created a very, very challenging workspace for, for our employees. And so finding a ways that they can give back and be part of something that just plain feels good is then hopefully my, my, I'm banking on that, that creates just a better place to work. And if you can be happier in your job, that's the goal. So I think, so giving people an opportunity to give back without having to do another day. I mean, if we can get people interested in more volunteers, awesome. But if we can allow some folks to do it as part of their work week at Urban Animal, I think we're hopefully creating a lot more joy in the profession. I just, you know, kudos to all of you who have been part of this because it is so needed. I have friends that live in other parts of the country. I have one friend who uh, definitely needs help, you know, with her pet's care. And yet there's not an organization like Donico where she is. And I said, I wish you were out here. You could get the help you need, you know, but but she's not. And, you know, if, if is a big word. But um, again, this model, this model of compassion, this model of understanding the practical aspects of what is needed. Uh, you were right. I'm sure that it's so emotionally difficult and challenging. It's not only hard to work with pets, and there are those that you can't save or those that you know are facing crises, but then when you have angry pet parents because they waited six hours <laughs> and they're losing their marbles out in the waiting yeah. room, that's difficult too. So yeah. again, it sounds like everything you were doing is geared toward you know getting the talent you need, making what they're doing count. And when you're happy in your work, like you said, um, sometimes... Maybe there's a little less money or maybe there's not. But when you have that feeling that you are doing something worthwhile, it makes all the difference. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. So any last um, words of wisdom or advice for our listeners before we have to sign off? Ooh, I don't know. It's broad. Um, you know, I, I think any chance you have to, to give back and to, you know, I think all pets deserve really good care. So I think the more we can all help, and I think anyone who owns a pet understands that bond and how much they contribute positively to our lives. And everybody deserves to experience that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my pets were my salvation during the pandemic and two of those three are gone now. I, I did bring another one into the home, but I mean, they were my family. They are my family. And I know that many, many, many others, the majority of people feel that way as well. So um, again, it, it's just wonderful what you're doing. We can bring you back and talk in more detail about what's happening as the new clinic situation opens, as we see you know, how things change going into the coming year. And of course, um, I know that people can reach out to Donico at donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Is there a place that people can reach out to Urban Animal if they have questions or do you prefer that they just go through Donico? 
Oh, no, they can go to Urban Animal's website. Uh, it's urbananimalnw.com. Uh, okay. So as in Northwest. Um, okay. Yeah. And there's uh, lots of different ways you can get in contact with us through that website. Okay. Well, as the Timothy B. Schmidt song said, he was a member of Eagles, do something. I mean, whatever it is you can do, do something. If everybody who had a heart, if everybody who cared did something, it's amazing what we could do. But so often we do nothing because we think what we have to offer is too small. Um, and th- for those that, you know, do have enough to do more, th- again, we depend on you. Um, but yes, do something and do what your heart moves you to do and find that area where you can contribute your time, talents, uh, cash, whatever it is, uh, because it will make a difference. It all adds up. It all goes to the greater good. So we have been talking with Sherry Trusheim, the founder of Urban Animal. They have had a partnership with Donny Co. Uh, it's wonderful to learn more about how this happened, Sherry. I'm, I'm so excited. I, I love what you're doing. Um, I love the focus. And so we will have you back again. So thank you again for being here. Great. Thank you. I'd be happy to come back. All right. And we are going to take a short pause and then we will be back with our yours and my favorite celebrity pet interviewer, Eric Crema, who is going to be talking to the celebrity pet person of the week. Do stay tuned. We will be right back. Donico Pet Clinic provides comprehensive care for the animals of people in need. Funded by donations and powered by volunteers, Donico Pet Clinic keeps overhead to a minimum to ensure healing is at a maximum. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of pets and their people. Volunteer or donate today. Donico Pet Clinic. Log on to donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E. Coming up next on the show is a special feature courtesy of your friends at Team Donico. It's Celebrity Pets with Eric Crema. On today's Celebrity Pets, I'm talking with Robert Calkins, someone who has over 20 years been a volunteer dog handler for Search and Rescue in Washington State. Welcome, Robert. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. You're coming all the way from uh, Tenasket. Tenasket. Yes. Yes. Through the magic of Zoom. <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, tell us about the important work that you've been doing um, there with the search and rescue and and the and being a dog handler. Well, it's actually evolved a bit over the years um, because of some changes in technology and changes in needs. So um, years ago, we looked for a lot of lost hikers, hunters, that sort of thing. Um, now with people having things in their phone, we don't necessarily think it's a good idea to rely on your phone and your phone's battery when you go out in the wilderness. But the reality is it's changed the profile of what we do. So now kind of sadly, we spend a lot of time looking for patients with Alzheimer's, Mm. uh, disease, uh, those folks, their bodies are typically in good shape. They love to walk, but they're unable to remember how to get home. So we spend a lot of time looking for them. And then it's also evolved, and I had no idea this was going to be the case when I got into search and rescue 20 years ago. We spent a lot of time assisting law enforcement in finding evidence at crime scenes. Wow, that is amazing work, and uh, I imagine it affects you personally, too. It it, it does, and in a couple of ways. It's obviously very rewarding, Mm -hmm. uh, but you also get to see some very sad things, or I guess are forced to see some very sad things 
that that you have to kind of deal with. And and we as handlers are searching the search and rescue community generally beyond just the dog handlers. We know this and we support each other and it, and it ends up being a, a rewarding experience and a, and a great environment. So what makes a good search dog? Well, the dogs have the easy part, actually. The only <laughs> really three things you have to teach the dog is what odor you want them to find, okay. how to tell you they found it, and then in the case of detection dogs, like cadaver dogs, you have to teach them how much of the odor you want them to find. Are you looking for uh, what would be an entire body of a missing person, mm-hmm. or are we looking for a very small amount of blood in a crime scene? So that's uh-huh. all you have to teach the dog. All the rest of the two years that you spend becoming a certified team really is human drama. The human is the far harder half of the team to train. And I imagine uh, that takes some time. It does. Um, There are specific skills uh, that you have to learn, but the real hard part of that transition is letting the dog be the boss. We as humans tend to think we're top of the food chain and we're smarter than the dog. And the fact is the dog is the one that has the nose. So for new handlers coming in, the real hard thing is to kind of leave their ego back in the truck and go out with the dog and let the dog be the one that's in charge. That's a very hard transition for humans to make. And it's actually what takes the most time when, when training a new team. That's an, a really interesting sort of paradigm shift at looking at what it's like to work with, with animals, in this case, dogs. Dogs would be extinct if they couldn't use their nose to find, in most cases, food. Mm-hmm. Um, so they already know how to use the nose. Once we teach them what we want them to look for, and we make it worth their while, we figured out how we're going to reward the dog that makes them want to play what to them is a game. Okay. Uh, what's going to make the dog want to do that tomorrow and the next day and conceivably do it for hours on end. I've been on searches where we left the ranger station at eight in the morning and hiked back in at five in the afternoon. So keeping a dog engaged for that long um, is really all we have to do. The rest really is um, human drama. Now, are these search dogs also part of your family? Absolutely. Uh, My older dog uh, sleeps at the foot of our bed. Uh, The younger dog sleeps in a crate just because he's crate trained, and I think he prefers that. I gotcha. And what are their names? I've got Ruger and Rocco. Ruger Ruger is a 10-year-old golden retriever. Uh, He's from a field line. He doesn't uh, look uh, like most golden retrievers. Some people think he's an Irish setter or some cross Mm. uh, uh, crossbreed. And then I've got Rocco, who is the traditional fluff ball golden retriever, and, and they're very different personalities. They are each their own dog. I love it. Ruger and Rocco? Yes. <laughs> Those are great names. Uh, well, thank you so much, Robert, for your time today. And the work that you do on the volunteer for the search and rescue is, is vital. And uh, congratulations on your years of success, 20 years. It's amazing. And I'm sure that uh, you mentor others who are kind of up and coming on how to work with uh, the animals. With the dogs? That can be the that can be the best part. I'm kind of getting up there in years. I probably don't have many more 300 acre assignments in me, uh, but if I can help someone else be successful, then uh, that's all the better. Thanks again, Robert. Appreciate your time. Thank you, and thank you, listeners, to Celebrity Pets, where you discover why the biggest celebrities in life are often our furry friends. Team Doni Co. Celebrity Pets is supported in part by Jerry and Lois Photography, where memories and dreams take flight. Learn more at jerryandlois.com. 
Team Dony Co. hopes you enjoyed the Celebrity Pets interview. Be sure to listen for more in our upcoming shows and log on to donico.org to learn ways to help animals in need.